Hello everyone, a quick intro before we dive into our latest adventure. Uh, first off, we want to thank everybody at Gallifrey One, everybody who came to the live show, everybody involved uh, with the convention. Big thanks to Sean and uh, the team there. And hopefully uh, everybody who joined us had a great time too. Um, it was a, a very wild live show and uh, we're hoping to release it uh, whenever we decide to. We'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, um, but until then, you know, if you like what you hear in this week's episode, the first of a, a new two-parter, uh, let us know on the socials media at Pod, or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcasting app of choice. I guess if they let you do reviews on it, I don't know, I haven't tried to leave like a Spotify review, but if it's doable, go for it. Uh, please. We love them. But enough of me talking. There's been a murder. A long time away, in a place far from here, a disaster is unfolding. Earlier, news broke that the Staycation Dome had suffered a power loss, but now there are lights above the sky, ripples and tears appearing out of thin air, depositing what appears to be people. But there is snarling and screaming echoing through the streets of Colony 47, and the media has shifted from the amusing chuckles associated with the power outage to the urgent calls not to leave homes, to lock doors, and stay safe. For the residents of the Dome's secret refugee camp for the temporarily displaced, there is no such luxury. Before, when they were simply refugees, they were just scared. Now, they are terrified. That is, until Millie and Travis slide open the previously sealed doors to the camp and lead them through the dome, deftly avoiding each of the warped monstrosities emerging from the rifts, taking them safely to... a blue box. To most of the temple refugees, this is just a box. To one or two, this is just an old police telephone box on the streets of England. But to one, this is a beacon of hope. They'd seen something not too dissimilar appear on a security camera feed in a museum they'd worked at a long time ago, a lifetime away. Private Detective Fnar, former security guard but epoch talent at the Museum of Human Achievement, smiles and helps Millie load the refugees into the TARDIS, leading them to a large elevator platform at the back of the console room, which takes them down, deep into the bowels of the ship, the TARDIS protecting them from what she feels is coming. They expect to be there for a few hours at the most, but the hours turn to days and the days to weeks. They haven't heard from the Doctor, from Amelia, from Travis, from anyone, and the rumour circulating among the town is that they died. Satan. Every so often, Fnag walks over to an ancient-looking phone mounted on the wall near the elevator, picks it up, and dials zero, hoping this will reach the console. There is never an answer. That all changes the day they hear gunfire. The day a body, one of their own, is found on the ground outside their home. All signs point to one thing. Murder. Concerned for what this could do for the refugees, Fnag walks over to the phone, picks up the ancient receiver, and presses a green digit towards zero, hoping against hope that the doctor is there to accept the call. Alright, this happens once in a while. Last time I got a very good friend of mine for a while, so this is good. And I pick up the phone and I go, Hello? Uh, hello? Is, is that the Doctor? Yeah, I mean, what, who do you think it was going to be? 
Well, I mean, I thought it might be one of the other two, but I don't know who's, who's up there anymore. Yeah, um, it's me. Who's hi. this? Um, I don't know if you remember me. Uh, we met a while back. My, my name's Mnark. Um, <laughs> Employee of the Month! Employee of the Month! Yeah, that's me, yeah. So, I don't know if you knew this, because I don't, we didn't really much time to talk, but I, I was... How did you get this number? Well, I mean, I will get to that, but I'm, I was, I was part of the refugee camp at, uh, at a colony, Colony 47. Right. And, uh, we yes, all, Yeah, we were all kind of still down here. Um, so I was just kind of, I just picked up the phone and hit zero. <laughs> but, uh, we're going to need you to get, get down here pretty sharpish, because, um, well, I mean, I don't want to mince words. There's been a murder. Well, we are back at Geeky Tees in uh, Burbank, California, recording with microphones in a room that uh, feels a little more whimsical than usual, because they will be using this room for, I guess, something Harry Potter themed when we're done. Oh, I was told it was a murder. Oh, could be both. I hope oh. not a real murder, that but that's be... not my business. Oh, hey, well, then this, this room is the scene to two murders today. Oh. Uh, when... I was thinking that about how this is a perfect setup for yeah. a murder mystery. Ups the <laughs> sideways bookcase, especially. Yeah, that's pretty, it's pretty, well, we have, we, we do keep our bookcases on the side in the UK. Oh, it's a TARDIS. Yeah, it's because I mean, the TARDIS has been turned. Yeah. 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 Um, so when we last, uh, left you guys, you had just received a phone call from Fnarg, uh, on the telephone, uh, on the exterior of the TARDIS. Uh, what do you do? I hang up and I don't hear it. Cool. All right, great. Go, so crank. on to our next adventure. Thanks for listening to this. I go, uh... I go crank caller, and I hang up. The phone. <laughs> um, I, Fnog, I didn't know you were down there. I mean, I knew people were down there, but I didn't know you were with them. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been uh, with the camp for uh, uh, more or less since day one. I was, I was brought in by uh, by Russell Turner. Um, Wait, sorry. Oh, day one at the refugee camp. But how long have yeah. you been down in the Tartars? I mean, we've been down here waiting for you for. I mean, weeks, months, I don't know. It's been, it's been a while. It's only been a few days for us. Um, I'm sorry, we didn't get down there sooner. We were, we were captured by some pretty nasty folks, and then they made us do some stuff. And... It sounds like an amazing adventure. I can't wait to hear all about it. Yeah. But uh, I'm definitely going to need your help. going to need you to come down. There's been, uh, as, I, as I mentioned at the end of the last episode, there has been a murder. Oh, yeah, hang out the phone. No. Uh, <laughs> all right, no, of course. Um, we'll be down there immediately. Fantastic. Doctor, what's going on? There was no speakerphone on that. <laughs> That's why. Travis, there's a, um, you know, the, the folks from the camp that we brought down. Mm -hmm. They're, they're still there and something has gone terribly wrong. I mean, we kind of specialize in terribly wrong. Let's go. All right. You do that. You step foot in the TARDIS. Michael, remind me, had the, where was the TARDIS at this point? Had they, they were in Disneyland 1955 yes. after dropping off Coyden at the Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Yes. I, think it, I think I may have... I, I don't know if <clears> no, I, I landed on exactly 1955, because I definitely put them on the, the pole where the guys are yes. climbing. Okay. So that may have been like like 61, 62, whatever they like instituted the changes to the ride. It's probably yeah. when that... When, yeah, 50s or 60s, I, I, the I, dating I is a controversy. I the doctor was like aiming for Disneyland, but 
her being the doctor and this being the TARDIS, she didn't get the exact same day. (laughs) Not spray farm? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) She got got the... Or maybe it's Disney World's Jungle Cruise. Uh, Euro Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Tokyo Disney Sea. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know if they have a jungle. The cruise. Jungle Cruise is at the main Tokyo Disney Park, Michael. I'm so sorry. So you, you finish your phone call with Fanag after hanging up on him? I think, how do you want to end that? Yeah. I, um, <laughs> okay. So I think that, like, the doctor, knowing there's a murder mystery, is, even though it's a little inappropriate because someone's dead, she throws on a deer stalker hat and, like, takes a big old magnifying glass and is like, come along, Travis. <laughs> yes, doctor. So as you step in, uh, you see Roman standing at the console. He's again, looks exactly as he did before. He's kind of old, disheveled. Maybe, uh, Michael has, has Roman taken time to maybe change out of his ragged clothing? Oh yes. Uh, Roman is in, uh, a very comfy t-shirt, uh, some pajama pants, both black and a pink bathrobe. Nice. What sort of t-shirt is is Roman wearing? This is essential fan artist. Uh, that deeply embarrassing muscle shirt I wore last recording. Oh boy. It's canon now. Oh boy, that's canon now. You're stuck with it, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, still pretty gray haired. Um, but Roman is working at, uh, one of the, uh, one of the panels on the TARDIS, the fabrication panel. And he's, uh, he's working at something and, uh, he sees you two come in. He goes, ah, hello, uh, uh, Travis, I made you something. Oh. And uh Thank you. he like presses a thingy and something comes out of the little fabricator. He hands it your way, and it's a Game Boy cartridge for Sonic Pocket Adventure. Ooh, I love Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh so the fun fact for people listening who may not be aware, there were never any Sonic the Hedgehog games for the Game Boy or the Game Boy Color. Advance? Yes. Um mm-hmm. so this cartridge looks like the Sonic Pocket Adventure that was released for the Neo Geo Pocket Color but inexplicably fits inside of the Game Boy Pocket because it's time lock technology, and why wouldn't it? Also, it's super easy to put, like, a ROM chip inside yeah, of you just put the cartridge. <laughs> yeah, you just In human technology, you can probably make one that plays now. Yeah. Ooh. So, uh, Roman, do you want to explain in character what's up, or would you yes. like me to do it as the, as the gum? I, I'm happy to do it. Do? Go for it. Uh, yes, so I, I realize that your, uh, your previous... That's not my voice. Sorry. <laughs> That's not it. That's not it. You're not there. <clears throat> yes, sir. Hello, hello. No. Uh, I realized your, um, your previous Game Boy, uh, is, is, well, y- you broke it. So, um, I thought you might want, uh, something for your, your, your new Game Boy, uh, that is both, uh, more concise, clearer, operates in the gaming rules, and is less confusing for the team. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, fill in Technobabble. Uh, so yeah, this is, uh, the Sonic cartridge. It is literally a cartridge of Sonic, um, <laughs> but it has four modes. Um, what are the four little icons I chose? Um, uh, I can read them. They oh, are scan. I get it, Sonic Game Boy. That's yeah. great. Scan, transmit, open slash close, and laser, which has a cute little cat emoji with hearts for the eyes. There are indeed four settings. <laughs> uh, when you plug in the cartridge, you will see four icons. Those are the four icons. Uh, uh, magnifying glass, scan. Uh, transmit, obviously, is the game function transmit. Uh, open close. It will require the link cable. I want to mm-hmm. limit it so you can't just like beam it. Um, and then the cat setting is a small laser pointer to amuse Gumpet. Oh. 
Because she's Perfect. a sweet baby. You know, <laughs> she needs attention. Is your new Game Boy, is it another Game Boy Pocket, or was this one a Game Boy Color? Um, I think this was a Game Boy Color because it, we said it was the yellow, and I yeah. was looking up mm. online because I do that in between sessions. Yeah. And I think uh, the, the Pikachu branded one was a color. That makes sense. And also, also the, the Game Boy Color has that little infrared, tra- uh, that, that infrared. Oh, yes, it does. I was going to say, so oh. that's now your. I was going to say, do I have to put a Game Boy camera, uh, <laughs> on it to fire the laser, but no, I like the infrared no, yeah, better. Yeah. Infrared on it. I do wonder, I can't remember, does the Game Boy Pikachu, didn't it have the game built in, so if you turned all that cartridge in it, it just played the Pokemon game? I, I can't remember. I don't think so. I don't think they had yeah, that I don't until think they, later on. Yeah, they didn't start doing that until much, much later. But, I, I mean, this has Time Lord tech, so maybe we just do that. The Game Gear. <laughs> no. Okay. No, we don't. <laughs> yes, Doctor. The Game Gear did that. Sega were... were, were, were Big fans of putting games on their systems if you didn't have a car. Like the Sega Master System that a friend of mine had had Alex the Kid yeah. in Miracle World. Yeah, I remember that one. That was such the, a great game. Yeah. Um, so does, does Dan also start with a story point deficit now because he has a Sonic device or does he get to have all of his story points and his Sonic? So if that's the case. I make you do Sonic stuff way more than me. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, we, we maybe should remove the yeah, two from the device. Perfect. Let's do that. Uh, from the, yeah, there's this, it comes with two story points there. I'd say just. I was trying to narc on him. I was trying to. Get no, it's fine because that was how no, I had pitched. Call, That's how I had pitched like it to 12. them. Also, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So I have to use my personal story points for it. Yeah. That's totally cool. Yeah, because I, I have are... less points because of the fact that I mm-hmm. have a, yeah. two devices. And the and the gadget points are to do something it's never done before. So we don't have to yeah. do that because yeah. the device is restricted. Yeah. Cool. All right. So. um you can either continue talking to Roman, or there are the the large doors at the back of the room, which, uh, as as explained in my 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 brilliant cold open, uh, occasionally open up to a large elevator that will lead you down to the bowels of the TARDIS. Okay, Roman. Um, yeah. Can you do me a favor? Can you look up? Uh, there's a camp. We 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 brought the refugees from the staycation dome into the TARDIS. Oh yes, Colony Forty Seven. Yeah. Yes, Roman. We. <sighs> We brought the refugees from the Staycation Dome, uh, Colony 47, into the TARDIS to keep them safe when everything was breaking loose. But uh, I just got a call from one of the folks down there, and apparently they've been there for longer, so time must have bent around them a little bit while we were in, in your TARDIS. But apparently there's been a murder, and I just I just wondered if you could, while we are checking it out, if you could see if you can go through the TARDIS's security logs and see if you can find any sort of visual of that happening. Because honestly, it shouldn't have been able to happen on mm. my TARDIS, and that bothers me. And so I want to figure out exactly if there's any sort of recording of it or any sort of information you can give us. So I'll check the the, the TARDIS data bank. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And I go to a different panel and start. Okay. Uh, Roman, could you give me a uh, technology and ingenuity role, please? Starting with a fourteen. Uh, that's pretty good. Um, 22. 22. Um, alright, so you, I'm gonna give you a, uh, I mean, this is fantastic. This is a fantastic role. Um, the, you go to the footage. Right now, the footage is just showing raw vortex as if, as if having one TARDIS inside of another, mm. um, had somehow corrupted the feed. But you reckon with some time, you might be able to restore part or even all of the feed. Hmm. Um, you would just need to kind of sit and work at repairing the damage first. Oh, yes. I'll stay up here and see if I can find uh, anything more concrete on the murder. Excellent. Um, uh, Roman, can you make sure you pack yourself into the, the TARDIS's intercom system so we can speak with you if we need to? Yes, of course. Thank you. All right. Are you guys heading to the elevator? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Alright, you head towards the, the, the large doors at the, the back of the, 
uh, the back of the, the console room. And the large doors are kind of inset in a corridor. This is ordinarily a corridor where you can go to, you know, the doctor's room or Travis's room or what used to be Millie's room. And this wall just kind of slides open in the middle, like kind of like the holodeck doors, uh, revealing this large platform, kind of like that one sort of at the beginning of, of Half-Life. It's kind of on a, at a, like a 45 degree angle. It's kind of this large platform. And you can see how all of the refugees would have fit on this. Wait, it's um, at a 45 degree angle? The, the, the elevator doesn't just go straight down, it slides. Oh, okay. It's elevator down, down the angle, not yeah, the platform. That's what I mean. Yeah, the I was like, wait, everyone's, everyone's yeah. getting on a platform. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is, you step, you this step is murder on, on our knees. The, the real murder down here is on our skeletal system, doctor. <laughs> yeah, you have, you have to bobsled down. Like, yeah. uh, like, like the, the, uh, the air duct scene in the Super Mario Brothers movie, just on, just okay. straight down. No, you step on this platform and begins to kind of descend down. Almost like a funicular train, kind of. Kind of like a funicular, okay. yeah, kind of like Ooh. that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and as it slides, it's, it's going down through this tunnel and then the, the, the wall in front of you gives way, revealing kind of this large, um, large space. You, you probably, Travis certainly has not seen a space this large and this open inside the TARDIS before. It is kind what of. What about when they loaded the people in? Um, well, Travis was not present for that, right? Travis? Yeah, Travis, I was like sort of at the tail end, like directing people. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Millie, Millie was kind of leading people towards the door. I also don't think Millie went down herself. Okay. So Millie would not have seen it. And so the real wall gives away, revealing this large kind of space. And you can see where people have kind of used parts of TARDIS wall and other materials that they found uh, in this space to kind of build themselves houses and huts. And uh, there's, there's maybe even the implication that the TARDIS has kind of helped out a little bit by building some structures. And everything seems to be in kind of a uh, kind of a honeycomb configuration with a kind of a, a town center in the middle, kind of a circular or hexagonal town center with all of these these buildings all with all of these buildings uh, where people live kind of surrounding this this area, this kind of uh, uh, communal area in the middle. Um, and as the elevator descends, you can see all of these people, humans, Zygons, Silurians, Adipose, uh, various uh, races, and also the glowing green face of Fnag kind of looking out at you, kind of the only kind of that particular shade of green uh, looking up at you in kind of his new kind of noir detective style outfit. He's got like a trench coat and a hat. I have an incredibly important question. Go for it. Does he wear his, your grape sticker on his lapel? You, so you, you will, as you get closer to him, as the elevator descends and as he begins to walk towards the elevator, you can see he's actually had it set into a button. That I is pinned, love it. Uh, yeah. Onto, uh, onto his lapel, giving us more merchandising options. Now we can do, do your great buttons and pins. Um, so do, do, uh, etsy.com slash Gallifrey. Nope. <laughs> no, that's not a thing. Um, and and uh, as as the elevator completes its descent, Nog steps forward towards you, and uh, he looks at you both, and he says, uh, "Doctor, Travis, just just you." Yeah. No one else. Well, right now, yeah. I mean, I, I, my friends up upstairs checking the security feeds and stuff like that. Okay. But... Uh, well, let's not waste any time. Let's uh, let's uh, let's get straight to the the matter at hand. And he he walks you uh, through uh, through. The, the 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 kind of the shanty town that has been built again it's very it's very similar to the 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 shanty town uh that was at colony 47 uh not uh, like a one to one replica but where people have kind of tried to, had to build themselves places to live out of out of Wait, the tardis wouldn't have like given them supplies and stuff I, like the, that? I would say the tardis has given them some okay. supplies yes but they've also done some like some of their own configuration okay. and so there are definitely some structures that are of the tardis and there are others that are made of tardis mm-hmm. um, that TARDIS. being yeah, yeah. Um, and leads you to um, the exterior of uh, a very a, a very small and modest um, kind of shanty house, uh, where outside still uh, and and cold, 
is the body of a man in uh, in a uh, very simple kind of uh, kind of slacks and waistcoat tie uh, and belt and he and shoes as well clothes. Oh, actually, I, I put on a, a deer stalker hat, yes. and I also think I also am wearing Tom Baker's brown trench coat. Yes, looks very yes, detective-y. yes. <laughs> you have a magnifying glass. It will, I will let you have plus one to magnifying. Yes. <laughs> I think uh, I, I think I've like fashioned it on the end of my sign. Oh yes, yes, I love it. Uh, I'm giving you an extra story point for that. That Yay. is fantastic. Um, yes. Yeah, so there's this this uh, uh, this man. Now this man has kind of thinning, graying hair. Um, and he's currently lying face down in, uh, uh, in a, a pool of blood. And there's also kind of, uh, not like a big pool of blood. There's some blood. It's not great. Um, like there's... a TV amount of blood. Yeah, a TV appropriate, like BBC seven o'clock on a Saturday evening <laughs> kind of amount of blood. Um, people are kind of giving it a wide berth. There's no tape because they don't have tape. Where are they going to find tape? People are knowing to kind of give it a wide berth. Um, and there is, um, there's a, uh, quite a lot of, blood on his back uh, bleeding through the shirt and waistcoat that he's wearing. And Fnark says uh, this doesn't happen here we've we've lived here for months and everyone we have you know no disrespect doctor but you weren't here you haven't been here and we've kind of had to kind of build our own society and, and code while we wait for you to return from wherever it is you guys went. We don't even know if you guys were going to come back. Oh, so we, we, have, we, have, we have rules and we have a code and a system and society and this has not, in the months we've been living here, this has not happened before. I understand. I'm, I'm sorry we didn't get back faster. I, 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 time is strange in this device, and, and we were in a place of more strange time, and it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, <clears throat> does anyone know who this gentleman was? Uh, well, this, uh, this gentleman was, uh, his name was Martin. Uh, Martin Whitecastle. He was, uh, he was a tailor. Um, we don't know when he was from, but, uh, uh, he, he, everyone got along well with him. He was kind and jovial and, uh. Human? Human. Also, I, I don't know why you would assume human because he was kind and jovial. Maybe no, no, your... it was just a general question. Oh, because okay. I make oh, no okay. assumptions. I apologize. Sorry. We, we, there's some, I'm a little sensitive about it. So maybe because I'm, you know. I understand, Mark. It's okay. You're brave. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> he just looks at you and he says, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, wait, I, this is gonna be a tough episode for me because I'm not a mystery person. But uh, oh, good. Yeah, that's great news yeah. for us. Um, but I'm gonna. Um, <laughs> ben and I were playing this when we were like, Riley's gonna come in and she's gonna be like, "This is the answer to your dumb murder." Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, here's what it is. He's. <laughs> He's not really Mr. White Castle. Tim uh, Curry is Mr. White Castle, uh, and he's been playing everybody else against him uh, the entire time. She's on to us. So I'm going to go home and have sex it. with my wife. Someone killed... Rattle and roll. Someone killed Mr. White Castle to get his slider recipe. Oh, no! <laughs> Does he have family? Is anyone around here who knew him who could... I mean, we all, we've all kind of come to know each other, but that's, no one's really like connected. We were all, we were all plucked from, well, not me, point. obviously, but pretty much everyone here was plucked from. True, you know, but you've been here for a while. People, time. people meet, people fall in love, people find love, people lose love. So I just thought we would, okay. Um, I'm going to like use my magnifying glass and kind of like just examine around and look for like, like forensic clues, like things like, like hair particles that don't seem to match him and like things like that. That's good. Oh. 
All right, so I'm going to have you do a roll. Okay. I'm going to have you do... Hmm. Is that like a scan? Doing like no, a... I'm not scanning. Okay. I'm not using the, the okay. sonic. I'm using a, mic- a magnifying glass to look for things. Oh, yes. So let's call this... You're, you're, looking, you're looking specifically for like... I'm looking for like, like things that might not pop out to the naked eye, but with the help of magnifying glass, it might be like clues Maybe or... Like... Presence, presence yeah. and science. Maybe? Yeah, I'm like, I'm kind of like going. Yeah, I'm, I'm like looking I'm... all over his. Like, if I, I don't know what I'm looking yeah. for specifically, because if I knew what it was, I wouldn't need to look. Yeah, for that's it. fair. Uh, so awareness? I'm like, okay. is awareness maybe? Uh, I mean, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking awareness and science with a plus one for the magnifying glass. Okay, that's fine. I can Sweet do that. Glass. Keen senses would that get me anything? Yeah, I'm gonna give you a plus Ooh. two for keen senses. I believe. Okay. I think that's probably. I'm picturing like one of those jeweler's lenses, but like mounted on the Sonic. A jeweler's like, loop. A loop. No, but I mean like the glasses with the oh, little yeah, yeah. switchy guys. Like an... anyway. I'm just picturing a full on like. Yeah. Rrr. I, was I just, like, just like imagine there's like one extra thing on it because it's. Oh yeah, I, I, I mean I'm offense. There's lots of little. Cool it's got an aerial sticking out of the bottom. Yeah. This, yeah. yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. There's some kind of weird etch on it. Yeah. Okay, that is going to be a 22. Hot diggity daffodil. All right. Um, there are, you don't find any hair follicles, you don't find any, um, uh, any like weird residue. You do, uh, you do see more information about the, the, the like, uh, the, the wound. So the wound, does it look like it's a wound that came clean from the front through the back, or is it something that came from inside of him, or is it, did, did the wound start in the back, or what? It looks like the wound started in the front, okay. and he's bleeding from the back because whatever it was kind of, Exited out the Exited back. Exited out the mm-hmm. back. But it looks like a bullet wound. It, in fact, oh, because of how well you rolled, I'll give you this. It looks like a 20th century bullet wound. Okay. 20th century. Uh, while the doctor is examining the body, I actually want to ask Snarg, uh, so, so tell me, are you the equivalent of law enforcement down here or is there a, 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 a police service or, ha, 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 I know you haven't had a murder before, but how have you been sort of maintaining the, the, the piece down here. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously we've been here for a few months, so we have a fully, uh, fully equipped police station with, uh, full, cr- no, we don't have any of, it's just me. It's just, just good old Fnarg, just well, Detective Inspector Fnarg, Private uh, Detective Inspector Investigator Private Fnarg. Uh, sorry, I'm nervous. This is my true. first murder. That's fine. Yeah, I understand um, your sarcasm to Travis, but it's, it is, I, I get that things are tense and that you're, but he was asking an honest question. No, 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 I don't mean to Like, be, I know I that you say yeah. that you don't have a police department, but you did say you have a code. Yes, there is. System, so okay. How do you Sorry. enforce that code? This is, I'm not going to lie, I, uh, this is our first murder, so I'm feeling I'm at a bit of anxiety. Absolutely. Deep breath, Fnarg. <laughs> you got okay. it. Deep breath. Hey, you're doing great. <clears throat> you're doing great. Mm, I'm okay. I'm great. I'm Every grape. murder somebody's first. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, Fnarg, this is my first murder, too. So, we're in this together. <laughs> Okay, thank you. I have lost so much count. Um, <laughs> uh, and he says, uh, so we don't really have any kind of law enforcement per se, um, or Percy. We have, that's just my little joke. Sorry. I'm nervous. A man is dead, Flog. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. So I was initially hired by Russell Turner to kind of act as, he wanted, he, he, he hired me to kind of, uh, keep an eye on things at, at the, the refugee camp on Colony 47 and kind of keep the peace. And when we moved here, I kind of continued to perform. That role, I honestly thought when we were moving into the TARDIS that that would be the beginning of the end, that we would be able to take people home, and instead I'm still here doing this job, and it's... Right. Everything was fine when we were at Colony 47. When we were in the Staycation Dome, everything was fine. I mean, it wasn't fine. You were in a refugee camp. I mean, there were no... None of the... Look, look, this man is... That's out of blood. I've never... I've not... I hadn't seen blood on this job until we were here in the TARDIS. 
Okay, so I just want to make sure. So uh, you were basically the only one who was officially in charge of security. There was security personnel at the staycation dome. Um, my question is, where are you set up? Like, do you have a, a, a home or an office? Uh, not that I am accusing you, but you uh, might be the only person to have access to weapons. So whether uh, it was from your domicile or someone who had access to your particulars uh, basically i'm trying to track down who could have had access to a weapon travis i i, I understand your train of thought here but i i do think that it's a bad call to assume that nobody had weapons beforehand i think that a situation like this people being plucked out of time and space any number of them could have had a weapon on them when that happened fair enough we haven't I mean, we haven't even had a chance to like properly examine the body or see what kind of wound this is we heard we heard what sounded like like a small explosion. Yeah, it was a, it looks, um, and I kind of like, somehow I found I've gotten gloves on my hands. Like, yeah, so somehow I not? happen to have gloves. Yeah. And I like kind of like lift up, like, it's like, well, how's this man dressed? How's Martin Whitecastle um, dressed? Um, I, I described him earlier as having like kind of very nice kind of like suit pants and a, or a, a kind of a, a I guess shirt. I'm asking more about like what era his clothing seems to be from. Like, is he wearing like contemporary, like, um, like modern day for us clothing or is he wearing like Victorian era clothing? It's like, a nice suit and pants can mean a lot of things. I would, I would ballpark his clothing as like a like a early to mid nineteen fifties, like okay. pre coronation, post World War Two. Okay. So he does seem to be a bullet hole, a bullet wound. Um, seems to have gotten him from the front. So whoever shot him, shot him through the front. Um, the era of the gun is twentieth century, although that doesn't mean much for the people because it could be a stolen gun from someone. Um, but. Flog, it might be a good idea. Do you have a catalog of where the folks that have been brought here are from? Like, do you know everyone's point of origin in history? We've, uh, we, part of, part of the code that we've agreed upon is that we, we don't, we try not to judge people by where they came from and what their past was. And so we'd not, we don't ask. As a rule, we don't ask. Because all that matters is where we are now. And we can get people home. Great. But we we've all we all kind of came to terms with the idea that we may have to start a new life, and we've all had to kind of agree that that information stays, you know, with with each, each individual person. Some people are comfortable talking about where they came from. Other people um, have kind of seen this as a as a, a, a fresh yes, a new beginning, a fresh start. Doctor, yes. we uh we maybe we should check uh, the victims' pockets or anything like that. Maybe they have something on them that could give us some sort of clue. That's a good idea. So, yeah, I go looking through the pockets. Okay. We'll just use the same roll that you did last time. I'm not going to make you okay. re-roll that. Cool. Um, uh, so you don't find anything in his pockets, but in kind of moving his body to, uh, to get to his pockets, mm-hmm. you do find a, uh, a burn mark on his wrist, on okay. his left wrist. Um, uh, this burn mark, the skin is kind of, um, uh, seared, and it looks like this happened maybe two or three weeks ago. Um, can I tell, Looking at the burn mark, is there any indication of what kind of burn it is? Like, does it seem like it might be like a, like something that a tailor might be using in his shop, like a steam cleaner or something like that? Or does it seem like something else? Um, that one might have you do a separate role. Yeah. For. That one I'm going to have you do ingenuity and, uh, knowledge. Okay. And Travis, if you also want to do this role, I'm not going to stop you. Sure. I have a 17. Okay. 
12, unless I add anything. Let's just call it a 12. It's okay. Travis doesn't know what a tailor is. Um, the, what? The, <laughs> uh, I mean, I've seen how he dresses. <laughs> oh, 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 burn on oh. Travis. Burn on that imaginary yeah, person no, who lives in your no, head, that's, Dan. That's, that's, that's 100%. You I mean, 100%, it. like, right. like yeah. when, when, when Dan has, like, We've asked Dan about costuming and stuff. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm doing. And what, <laughs> we all have like flannel shirt and t-shirt. Like, yeah. He's in the 90s. What would he do? Flannel Just shirt? because I brought clothes to Arizona for my mom to hem doesn't mean I don't know what a tailor does. <laughs> I didn't say Dan. I said Travis. I know, I know. No, I'm calling myself out. Don't worry. Uh, I would say based on that role, you know enough to say that that's probably not a wound that would have been inflicted in the course of tailoring. But okay. you, you couldn't pinpoint exactly what may have caused that wound. Okay. Doctor, I'm thinking maybe I should go uh, look around uh, Mr. Whitecastle's uh, home or shop. Um, do you want to stick together on this, or should we maybe cover more ground and split up? Um, yeah, we can split up. We can cover more ground that way. That's a good idea. Okay. Now, you do know his shop is not really going to have tiny cheeseburgers in it, right? Yes, I do know, okay. yeah. I mean, who knows? The TARDIS <laughs> provides. Um... You you do find a tiny cheeseburger on the ground next to it. I'm not no. going to eat it. It's evidence. No. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely small fish fillets. Yes. So oh, if uh, <laughs> just just squatting down right over it, hand on chin. What could this mean? <laughs> this burger seems impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. How did they make this burger so small? <laughs> Travis and the doctor go to White Castle. Um. So <laughs> uh, next so, week. If Travis is going to uh, Martin Whitecastle's uh, chalet, his shack, his his home away from home, uh, seems like it's just his home. But yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Doctor, where are you going? What are you doing? Um, I am going to examine the area. So if 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 Martin was shot from the front, I'm gonna like kind of figure out based on the way he's laying. Like, what angle the person who shot him from was probably standing. Oh, I do like that. And then I'm going to, like, search for, like, any sort of, like, footprints or any sort of, like, indication of, like, where someone was standing. Because, like, if there's, like, any sort of dust on the floor or anything, they might have, like, a boot print or something in there. Sure, yeah. Uh, in that case, I'm going to make you do a roll. Yeah. And we're going to start with that. I'm going to have you do Ingenuity and... I'm going to call this Marksman. Because although this isn't you actually using a ranged weapon, this is using your knowledge of ranged weaponry. Sure. Ranged weaponry. I can't speak. My whole mouth is shutting down. Does my keen senses play into this at all? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna let you take a buff from keen senses. Okay, cool. Okay, that's gonna be a 19. Okay. Um, you, you can kind of draw a, uh, a line, uh, from behind. There's a, like, a little shack, uh, kind of. It's difficult to do it because we do not have a map, so it's all in the theater of the mind, but. Yeah. There is a there is another like little little shanty townhouse um kind of across across the way and kind of your your in your mind's eye you can kind of see the trajectory would take it from just behind that shack and you can also see that the line would take the bullet into the wall of another shack that is just uh that is in fact the shack beside the one that um that uh, uh Martin Whitecastle was shot okay. outside of. I'm going to inexplicably have a little baggie and then I'm mm-hmm. gonna walk over to mm-hmm. Um, where the bullet is and see if I can actually dig the bullet itself out of the like wall that it got shut. Like, yeah, you actually, so this particular metal, this is like a thin sheet metal. Um, and the bullet has, uh, possibly because of the density of this particular sci-fi metal that I just had to come up with on the fly, uh, is kind of wedged, 
uh, into the 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 wall without piercing it, so it's kind of lodged. Yeah, um, I mean like that yeah. makes sense with the metal building, like I guess it's yeah. like a dent in it, and the bullets kind of stuck. Yeah, in so there. the bullets like just kind of it's it's especially having already deep... gone through a person, like it wouldn't be yeah. full speed. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I kind of like like pop that out into a bag and kind of like seal that up so okay. that I have that. Yeah, you do that. Okay. And then I'm gonna go back over to where I think the bullet was fired from, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm gonna look for footprints and look for any, especially if I can find like a distinguishing mm. footprint that might give me like idea of like what the boot looked like or the shoe someone was wearing or whatever like that. Okay. Uh, how do you want to do that? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna follow the path that I've like mm-hmm. created in my mind palace of where the, uh, <laughs> the bullet fired from, uh, and then I'm gonna like search the ground with my uh, magnifying glass looking okay. for footprints. Go ahead and give me awareness and. Science. Science. Actually, you know Science what? I'm going to go ahead and... Okay. Um, let me roll first, and then if I need to, I'll do something else. Okay. Oh, that's actually going to be a tw- uh, 19. Nice. Okay. Um, there is um, some uh, gunshot residue. Okay. Kind of on the ground. Uh, there aren't any uh, in like footprints or anything, but there's definitely... Um, you're able to see both using magnifying glass, and I guess the Sonic would probably pick this up as well. Um, kind of a, a, a residue against both the, the side of the uh, the shanty house, okay. uh, and against kind of a little bit against the ground where a uh, looks like a, a handgun was fired. Okay, um, okay, I'm going to um, use the sonic to kind of like signal to Roman, mm-hmm. uh, like like the through the TARDIS uh, communication system, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna say, uh, Roman, oh hi, hi. Uh, I'm sending you, um, and I'm just gonna like, use the sonic to like transmit. Uh, I'm sending you. Analysis of the bullet that I found and of the gunshot residue around it. Um, could you possibly run it through the TARDIS and kind of get some sort of like breakdown of it and, and things like that? Yeah, I'll, I'll do a whole um, little montage up here. It's going to be rad. I appreciate it. <laughs> you're, you're quite the Abbey. <laughs> um, let's uh, what well, after that, let's cut over to Travis. Um, Travis going into Martin Whitehouse's uh, shack, mm-hmm. and it's just the shack he was shot outside of. Which I don't know why I forgot that in the moment, but uh, that's his body is just outside the shack. So okay. you are in his shack right now, um, and it's uh, he kind of this was kind of a makeshift like a place to live and a tailor shop. You can see kind of a, a kind of a, a a basic kind of metal kind of spring cot with a very thin mattress on it. Mm-hmm. Um, which they may, maybe they found that from somewhere else. God knows where they got that from, but it's, it's looking pretty, is pretty worn. There, there's a, a rack, like a wardrobe with, uh, uh, a bunch of kind of makeshift homemade coat hangers. Like this man has bent his own coat hangers. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty remarkable. Who could bend metal like this? Who knows? Um, into, uh, into a coat hanger shape. Yes. Um, and it's, it, there's all kinds of different clothes here from different eras that are being, uh, kind of repaired and patched up. And you can see his, his sewing station. He has an old, um, an old sewing machine, which, uh, actually is not that old to you because it's like the make and model is like maybe early to mid nineties, but it looks far, far older than that. Like maybe it's like 20, 30 years right. old. Um, and, uh, um, you also see a dresser drawer, um, a set of, like a, a wooden set of dresses with, uh, with, uh, two drawers on, uh, and a drawer in the middle with a keyhole. Okay. Um, so I'm going to sort of do like a general, like, investigation of the area looking for any clues um i specifically want to see if maybe he's kept a ledger of people who uh like his clients Mm. for the tailoring business just basically i'm looking for baseline information to begin with yeah sure um you find a like a little uh like a a, a college rule notebook Mm -hmm. um and it's true college did rule um but uh (laughs) 
my apologies to Brian Forenzi, whose joke I just blatantly stole. I'm sorry, Brian. Um, and it's just a, it's a short list of people. There's, uh, 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 the name George is in there. Um, there is, uh, UV99 is in there. Um, there is a character whose name is so good and so fresh and I have to put it on here. Uh, no, I'm going to save that for later. That's great. Um, and, uh, um, someone called Roquette. Um, and then another entry for Big Tony. We forgot to change Rockette's name, didn't we? No, no, we're leaving that as is. Excellent. Uh, if you had changed it, I would have absolutely changed it back. Excellent. Um, okay, yeah, it's yeah. fun. <laughs> That's okay. Um, okay, uh, and then in going through the wardrobe and the drawers, I don't happen to find, like, a gun holster or anything along those lines or any, or maybe anything that would say that this person had, like, uh, military or security or police or some sort of background that they would have had on their person at some point um you don't find anything immediate you do try to pull open that middle drawer with the, the key and it's locked great i am going to use my a sonic cartridge to try to unlock it fantastic how do we do that michael well oh, sorry. do you have your link cable of course i do no, i always do important okay it's it's a it's a standard wooden uh dresser drawer doesn't do wood doesn't do wood. you're right it doesn't do wood um, but okay. I will say it's an old dresser, so there may be other means, perhaps, of uh, getting this bad boy open. Ooh, set the Sonic to firm kick. <laughs> <laughs> um, we didn't... You said it like you were a computer. Set the Sonic to firm kick. <laughs> set the Sonic to firm <laughs> kick. Well, we Initiating didn't... kick process. In three, Activate kick two. protocol. <laughs> we didn't find a key on his person. I didn't find a key... While looking through anywhere, did I? Or do you want me to roll? You for haven't that? found a key, no. Okay. No, I don't want to break. But... Okay. Does he have? Uh... Oh, I'm going to take one of the coat hangers that he made and use that to try to pick the lock. You can't see this, listener. I'm doing a little jig. I love that. Um, okay, so you you pull up a, a, a item of clothing from uh, from the the hang from the, the wardrobe. Take the hanger off. What do you do with the item of clothing that you've just removed? I lay it over the back of a chair. You I lay don't it over just the back of a... the... You just put throw it over it the back the of ground. the chair. The chair disintegrates and the item, the clothing catches fire. That doesn't happen. I'm just being playful. Um, you and hang then a big rock. And then a big rock. Um, I will point out, I haven't made that joke. No, yet I did. Season. That was, that was um, one on the Dan. We're all doing it to you now. <laughs> <laughs> the tables have turned. Yes. The rocks have turned. <laughs> now now I, the rock kills you. Now ah. I can smell what the rock Now the giant rock kills the joke. Yes. It's Soviet game of wrestle. Sorry. Yes. Uh, the game of Rasputin. No, um. <laughs> don't laugh at that. You demean us all when you laugh at that bad, bad joke. I've seen what makes you cheer. No, I know. <laughs> I am cheering. <laughs> Um, There's a yeah. bat voiced by uh, Hank Azaria. Yes. Uh, so yeah, you uh, you you uh, I guess like straighten the end of mm -hmm. the 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 coat hanger and and go to Jimmy the Lock. I'm going to have you roll a uh, ingenuity, and oh, uh, I'm going to make this subterfuge. Okay, five to begin with. <laughs> I got an eleven on the dice, so that's oh. a sixteen. Sixteen. I'm gonna make that a, a yes, but that's fine. Let's roll with that. Um, you you manage to jimmy the lock. The drawer pops out and clatters to the ground, making a very loud noise. But you are able to see the contents. Oops! I look at the contents. <laughs> um, so there are um, there's a couple of things here. There's a uh, there's a a uh, couple of items that don't seem to line up with the aesthetic this man has cultivated. Um, there's a an item here. 
um, kind of a, a living brochure for someone who's looking at buying property. Um, and it is from, uh, from Mars. Um, and the copyright on the, on there is the year 2222. 22, if man is still alive. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's, it's exactly what it is. Yeah. Oh man, we gotta do Cleopatra twenty-five. Twenty-two seventy-five is the year on there, and it's uh, it's a little little brochure from Mars. Okay. Anything else? I'm gonna say with the yes, but I'm gonna say that's what you find in there. But it does also make a noise and attracts people. Okay. Um, I pick up the brochure and I also pick up the um client ledger, and I'm gonna go meet back up with the doctor. Okay. Uh, Fnog is standing in the doorway, and he says, uh, what, what was that noise? Oh, I, uh, I was investigating, and, uh, I dropped this drawer, unfortunately. Sorry. Was that, uh, was that locked? Not anymore. But was it locked? It was, but, you know, we're conducting an investigation. We, we have very strict rules here about respecting the privacy and the past of, of, our denizens. I'm... This is, you guys are new. I'm not going to make a thing out of it right now, but you need to be careful because people here take their privacy and their past very seriously. No, I understand, Farg, and I understand you're doing a job, but I mean, unfortunately, this man is dead and we need to get to the bottom of what's going I on. I, and I do appreciate that, but like, a little discretion. Of course. Please. I'm, while this is happening, because yeah. since it's right by where I was standing yeah. anyway, I'm kind of like... Yeah, I imagine you heard the class ring at the Yeah, least, and I'm eyeballing Fnarg now, um, and I'm looking to see if he seems like he has a weapon on him. Like, if he is someone as a security... I'm not asking him. Mm. I'm, I'm doing a little bit of subterfuge, and I'm like, kind of like, invest, I'm doing, I'm investigating him, because now I'm starting to suspect him a little bit. Yeah, so. give me ingenuity and, uh, subterfuge. Okay. Doc is a straight shooter. Well, that's okay, because it's still a 20. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can definitely make out, like, sometimes when it, whether, whether his, uh, his trench coat rests, you can definitely see that it looks like, using your keen doctor senses, uh, like there might be the, uh, the, uh, outline of a gun holster under his jacket. Okay. And then I, I see the doctor and I, uh, I glide her down. Like, uh, doctor, I, I may have found a clue, I suppose? Maybe a lead? I don't know. Again, this is my first murder. All right, Thomas, what, what do you got? Uh, and I show her the, uh, the ledger. I said, I mean, these, you know, could be nothing, but these were people who had, uh, done business with Mr. White Castle. And, uh, I also found this and I kind of slip her the, um, pamphlet for the property, um, a little, little way more discreetly. Actually, you know, I think I put it in the ledger so that, okay, Fnarg doesn't necessarily See, as you're doing lots of like heavy winking, like Cockney winking. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think Travis and the doctor kind of have a rapport now where it's like, you know, it's pronounced report. Continue. (laughs) Uh, where it's almost sticking up like a little bit like a bookmark kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, and I, and I just give like the knowing, yeah, not quite the wink, but like the knowing nod that we have developed over this time. Okay. I take it and I kind of like put it in one of my many pockets. Um, and then I, I turn back to Fnarg and I say, um, officer, officer Fnarg, um, it's very respectful of you. Yeah. Do you, he's a tailor. Have you established a sort of bartering system down here or a currency or a system of trade? Or is it just everyone doing things out of their own benevolence? It's mostly the latter. Yeah. Mostly people work, work together to, for the good of the colony. Sometimes people will trade goods or services and 
sometimes a, a, a service might just be, you know, lending an ear, having someone to listen to you talk about something that's troubling you. Um, but some people who had previous skills, like, uh, like, you know, Martin, he, he, he was, he was a tailor. He, he worked to patch up a lot of people's clothes. There's a, you know, a couple of other people in town who, uh, also offer services. Um, kind of like me, I guess I've kind of become the de facto sheriff on account of my, my experience. All right. Um, I take the ledger book back out of my pocket, but I have dropped the Mars thing out of it as I pull Slip. it out. Nice. And then I flip through it and I, can I get the name, the list of names again? So it's Rockette. What else? So, uh, we have, uh, Rockette. We have Big Tony. We have, uh, George Keenan. Uh, I'm also going to give you a couple of additional names. Uh, UV99. There's a couple of other names in there. There's Chris Roberts. Oh, look at that. And, uh, and, uh, Dab Vapeman. <laughs> I hate him. And let's go ahead and say thank you, Chris Roberts, for your donation to uh, Hoover Schools. That yes, indeed. You're our named character on the oh, show. fantastic! This is his. He got a he got himself a set of dice signed by the cast and crew of the game Arasalon. Yeah, and, and uh, he might be a murderer. He might be a murderer. <laughs> you're welcome, buddy. Um, also, while I'm scanning, um, and I can roll again if you want, but I realized when I was eyeballing Fnarg, mm-hmm. do I notice anything that impl- that indicates that perhaps his coat has been mended at any point, or sewn, or tailored, or anything like that? Like, maybe there was a bit of a work done yeah, on that? Yeah, there's definitely some stitching on there that's, that's recent. Okay. You know, I'll give you that. Okay. I kind of want to look over the crowd of onlookers to okay. see if there's anyone there who I recognize from um, the Staycation Dome, like when we were doing the evacuation. Um, I mean, there's definitely some familiar faces in there. There's not really, I mean, you didn't stop and have a conversation with anyone like deeper. Like, what's your favorite Mario game? Like, that conversation didn't mm. happen while you were, like, that's not, probably not the time. Um, but yeah, you definitely recognize that. What was all their favorite Mario games in order? Uh, okay, so, um, two, three, adventure, four, world, that one with the spray game. Wait, the future. Okay. <laughs> it's a parallel world. Mario Party 4, more like it. Finally, they did Super Mario Bros. 4, the game we've all been waiting for. Um, no, Super, Super Mario Bros. 4, which is uh, Super Mario Bros. 3. You child. Um, wow. Uh, there's one person who stands this is out. This like what it's like to talk about Doctor Who with me, right? <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm so sorry, everyone I've ever known. Oh, God. Uh, there's one person who they wear kind of a plain white shirt, like a black jacket, uh, black trousers, um, has kind of, uh, short, slick black hair and sunglasses. Um, who, de- you definitely remember they kind of stood out, um, at the time. Um, and you do see them in the crowd and then they kind of, they see you and they do a little, a gentle little nod. And that's, who is it? Um, you didn't catch his name at the time because you were busy evacuating and saving people's lives. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll make my way over to, okay. uh, this mysterious greaser. <laughs> Uh, I mean, when I say black jacket, I mean like a suit jacket rather than a. I'm still gonna. Jacket. I'm still picturing. Mysterious you know. Grease was my favorite Peter Andre song. Continue. Um. So I, I I go I cross to this individual and I say, um, excuse me, we met. Hi. Hello. Hello. I'm normal. It's <laughs> not how I saw this character. No, no, it's not. But it's like what I've been picturing in my head. <laughs> wow. I I'm I'm just flabbergasted. Okay. Uh, it's uh, Finn Argergasted. <laughs> no, 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 this person's name is Flabbergast. Oh. <laughs> no, uh, hi, you, uh. Nothing? You look familiar. Um, uh, I believe we met when we were evacuating the staycation dome. What was your name again? I just have one of those faces. 
That's your name? No. What's your name? Wait. No. I need to perceive something on this individual. <laughs> and I have keen senses. Even yes. if I didn't, I think I would really yeah. be suspect. So, yeah, um, what is going on here? <laughs> what do you want to, I mean, what kind of, what are you trying to perceive? I'm trying to perceive what, like, if this is just a, 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 a you know, the way that <laughs> I'm the species... totally leaning a lot harder into, into who this character yeah. is than, than what might But Michael you know what? Implied. I'm going to play along. Yeah. I'm in your space. Let's, yeah, play, play with me in the space. Let's, yeah. um, uh, let's, let's do this through the medium of roleplay. Let's. Um, you, um, you, you seem a little jumpy. Uh, I know there's been a murder, so we're all a little on edge. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your name again? I'm sorry. My name is Dan Riley. I'm Dan Riley. That is my name. Are you sure about that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. We saw each other when you were evacuating the staycation dome, and you are from... Uh... Right, that's right, because we're both from Earth, and yes. you were from the year of the tiger, <laughs> the sixties. Which sixties? I've learned I need to ask the, that now. I'm assuming the nineteen sixties. Okay. Um, could you take your glasses off, please? I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to. Okay. And he starts taking off his glasses, and you see uh, just a regular human face underneath. Um. So yeah, we're there. There's and he puts a... his glasses back on. That's as fine. Talking. Um. So yeah, there's just been a lot going on here, and um, I, I I've been asked to uh check in with people. Um. So I'm just gonna do a, just a quick medical scan, if that's all right. Um. We know you guys have been living sort of in like tougher conditions down here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use the uh the sonic pocket uh adventure to give give this guy a, a medical scan. But I'm really scanning for what is going on with this person. Okay. So I need I need more information about what is going on. Like what kind of scan are you trying to perform? I want to see if this is really a human, which okay. probably is like probably a pretty baseline sort of medical scan. Like yeah. it probably recognizes what a human or isn't. Yeah. Uh yeah, so give me well that's gonna be technology and ingenuity, probably. Or no, awareness, surely. Awareness and technology. Okay, so seven. And then I'm using this for a specific purpose, so I get a plus three mm -hmm. on that. Uh which brings me out of ten. Michael might be able to give us information that will change the role. Uh, um... Hmm. No, I was just reading the scan traits. I th I, yeah, I think we're... Yeah. It's just a matter of what the, um... Yeah. Medicine versus tech. Sorry. Um, and oh, then, wait, no, you're right. It probably is medicine, right? Yeah, yeah that's the... Uh, yeah, well, yeah, we'll call it uh, awareness and medicine. I do apologize. Okay. And you can still... Yeah, you still get that plus two, though. Um, yeah. okay, and then can I use my keen senses? Because if they are human, I want to look for, basically, key factors to see if they're lying, like elevated heart rate, yeah. anything like that. Can I just throw in... Just, just for you, the GM. Uh -huh. Useful note: Travis used to work in a library, so he might be able oh, to yeah, 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 get yeah, some yeah, context. Okay, yeah, yeah. nothing. All right, <laughs> nothing. I'm normal. Uh, so seven. Okay, so I'm gonna go in this with a nine because I have a zero on medicine. Cool. Um, not the best roll. Uh, it's gonna be a fourteen. Fourteen, I'm gonna say that is... I'm gonna say that's no but. Okay, so, I'm, I'm willing to bump that with story points. Uh, that will take you up to a yes but. I'm gonna go, I wanna go, I wanna take it to a yes, would that be two points? Yeah. Okay. Alright. Yeah, that takes you up to a yes. So you're able to determine this man is definitely human. 
okay. he's, he's a human man. He uh, uh, the the scan is able to kind of pick up on his like temporal origin, which I guess would say yeah, he's definitely from the 1960s. And he does have an elevated heart rate. He's he's lying about something. Hmm. Okay. Um. Well, for the most part, you are moderately healthy. Are you, are you a smoker? Because I'm I'm seeing a maybe some heart stuff. Um. Yes. I mean, isn't everybody a smoker? I'm. Yes, I smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Oh. Oh. You know what? I really shouldn't because I'm really trying to quit. But um, could I have one, please? Yes. All right. And he opens. He goes into his jacket. And, and what do I say? He looks in his, in his in his one pocket and he goes to his other pocket. Ah, cool. And he pulls out uh, a a a box of uh, uh, Winston cigarettes. Uh, our sponsor, by the way, is... Uh, no, I'm not going to do that joke. That's bad. Okay. Cigarette smoking is terrible. I want to see if when he's opening his pockets if I notice anything like that he's trying to conceal. Uh, no, probably not. I would imagine he probably not. I would say at this point, though, you are... St- he's starting to look more familiar to you, not from the... Uh, not from the... Uh, okay. From the Can from I... Colony 47. All right. Um, I mean, I don't... I don't think my pop culture is going to help with this, unless it does. But I'm going to try to place this guy. Okay, yeah, give me a roll. It might. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's going to be awareness okay. and knowledge, right? With your pop culture knowledge. Uh, oh, I get a bonus for the. Yeah. Um, Do it. Good. This is so much work for a thing that's like just for me. But I love it. <laughs> All right. All right. So it's going to be a ten to begin. Uh, 18. Yeah. Uh, this is D.B. Cooper. This is absolutely 110% D.B. Cooper. Like, it's just dawned on you, like, oh, dang, this is, this is, this is, this is D.B. Cooper. We have a knack for meeting people who disappear in, uh, aeronautical adventures. <laughs> Misadventures, I'm like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 so I, yeah, I, I take the cigarette and I say, you know, I'm the doctor doesn't like it when I smoke, so I'm going to hold on to this for later. But um, my doctor are... also says that I'm. I'm. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to go and do something normal now, away from here. No further questions, Your Honor. Didn't say that, and he starts walking <laughs> away. It's like DB Cooper as paid by Liz Lemon. Like that's <laughs> that's kind of where I've been going. It's here. like Duck Newton trying to lie. As yeah. <laughs> Alright, so that didn't yield any of the results I was hoping for. <laughs> but hopefully it was entertaining it to was, listen yeah. to. Yes. Alright, well, let's jump back to the doctor. <laughs> I've got Fenarg and handcuffs. I've solved the whole thing while well, that was happening. I, and I would have gotten away with it too if it went for you. I don't know why I'm a pirate now. <laughs> you're, you're, you've gone bad, Fenarg. You've gone all the way. You're pirating movies, you're killing people, it's everything. Yeah. Um, alright, so I think I have started to work my way through this list of names on the ledger. Alright. Uh, so let's say that I'm talking to Rockette right okay, now. Okay, yeah, uh, she's a, she's a human, she's, uh, she's wearing kind of, uh, uh, mid to late 19th century garb. Like a very, not to say garb, garb, garb implies like Ren Faire, and I don't think that's quite a problem. But she's wearing kind of like a, yeah, she's wearing a petticoat, she's wearing, uh, she's a very together woman. She's a woman who's kind of on, on, on top of, the things that she's on top of, and she's uh, she's she talks with um, uh, an air of, uh, of of knowledge and authority. This is a smart woman. Okay. This is a very smart woman. All right. Um, also, I just realized out of character, 
like it might get really tedious the audience if I go through and interview each of these yeah. six names that I've got. So yeah. you might, I'm gonna find a way to like truncate that a little bit. That's like that's all I can think to do right now is interview everybody yeah. who might be mm-hmm. a suspect. Um, I got okay. Um, hello, Miss Miss Rocket. Hello, yes. Is that your first name or your? That's my name? that's my first name. My last name is Leg. Okay. <clears throat> well. To kick things off, um, <laughs> yes! we'd like to. Do you, yes! Would you like a story point? Yeah, sure. Teamwork. Did you? We. I, I see that you were a customer, uh, or a exchange. You may exchange services with Mister Whitecastle. Um, were you? Were you friendly with him? Were you close? Or uh, with Mister Whitecastle, I, it was a strictly professional uh, connection. Mister Whitecastle uh, was the only person who was capable of. Uh, performing the necessary repairs to my garments. My services have not necessarily been, um, in, uh, in, in, in use since I, since I arrived both at Connolly 47 and, and, and now here. But, um, with this murder, there's a very good possibility I might, might become useful again. What, I'm sorry, what is your, your line of profession? I'm inter- I'm an attorney. Oh, interesting. Um, so, that might actually be interesting to ask you then. Um, what, I know that, Security officer Fnarg said that there were, a, there was a code here. There was like yes. A, so as an attorney, were, did you have any hand in creating that, or do you understand what, like, what the penalties have been and how it's been enforced and such up until now? I mean, we haven't. There hasn't been really been much need for enforcement. It's kind of been enforced by the people. We've all kind of we all come kind of came to the agreement. I would say I was um, central to helping kind of codify the, the 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 three the three rules or laws of TARDIS down and we as we've taken to calling them. And um, what are those three rules? The first one uh, and 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 perhaps the, the 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 terminology for this first law is perhaps a little uh, overly simplistic. Certainly it doesn't cover the uh the, the specificities of, of of what how how involved and detailed right, I just, think this particular rule should be. Sure, um, it's a very just... simple rule. Murder is bad. Um, that's our, that's our okay. first rule. That's kind of our, our, our first tenant. Our core key tenant, I would say. Okay. Well, um, you made it bad. You didn't necessarily make it illegal. So that's, a, that's going to be a great area for the Well, the implication <laughs> there is that we don't, we're not gonna. Okay. I well, think was the, was, was what, uh, <laughs> there was a man in, in, in thick glasses who very loudly exclaimed that we shouldn't be murdering. And pretty much everyone agreed, uh, that murder well, was bad. Well, that's kind so. of been a tenant of all societies and it kind of hasn't been followed by like any of them. So next, what was the next one? Well, the next one is that, uh, time, time is relative. We are, um, we are where we are now. We are who we are now and we are not going to take, uh, revenge on people for who they may have been or where they may have been or who they may have been associated with in sure. the past. We are all in the same boat now and some of us are from the future. Some of us are from the relative past and it's, it's difficult to get revenge for something that may not have, strictly speaking, happened yet. So as a rule, we don't. We, that is one of our first, first primary rules. It's actually the second rule, but I'd say it's up there. It's, uh, time is relative. Okay. Okay. Sure. Murder is bad, time is relative, and what's the third rule? The third rule is that we are all in this together. We're all, again, we're all in the same situation. Um, and to that end, uh, the goods that we brought with us, what we have with us, the few possessions that may have come with us, few rifts and rents and tears and emboitments uh, are, are our own. and We do not steal. We do not take from others what we need. We can ask, we can share, we can barter, and we can offer. But we don't steal. And I would say that that, that is a rule that has been stuck to. No one There, there have been no reported uh, thefts, no no stealing. Everyone is has been fairly respectful, which uh, honestly, it's, it has been uh, something of a surprise for me. I thought if any of the rules were going to be broken, it would be that one. But no, 
we had a straight up murder happen here. So that's, that's kind of, I, uh, I owe Fnarg $50, whatever that is. You owe Fnarg $50? Yes. For what? We had, we had a, a bet. <laughs> Oh, well, who what law would be broken Which first? law would be broken first? I honestly thought it would be stealing. And, uh, <clears throat> gotcha. uh, Fnarg, I mean, Fnarg, Fnarg just said, no, it won't. Fnarg wasn't all, there'll be a murder. Fnarg was, uh, Fnarg was, was more, uh, of a mind that some, there might be other issues possibly with revenge. Now, I have a question, um, I, I have a question, um, with regards to reported thefts and mm. law breaking. Is there anyone that those would have been reported to aside from Fnarg? I mean, primarily Fnarg. I would also, as people here know that I I was an attorney in my time, I would assume someone would seek out my services. I've not been secret or shy about the fact that I am a a practitioner of the law, um, and it has not come up. Okay. And, sorry, I know you may not know the answer to this question. I know that even though it's a small community, it can be a large community as well. Was Mr. Whitecastle involved with anyone? Did he have a romantic partner or any sort of... Who were his close friends? Do you know any of that kind of information? Not as far as I'm aware. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, and then um, <clears throat> I think I would move on to uh, one of the other people. Who so. do you want to move on to? Um, can I jump in real yeah. quick? Um, tell me if I can do this mm-hmm. first. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Ryan. Rock. <laughs> uh, I was going to try to use the uh, Sonic Pocket to scan to mm-hmm. find uh, people who are from around 2275. Like, I basically want to track using, like, temporal timestamp, I guess okay. is the best way to put it, to sort of narrow down, like, the list from the... Uh, let's call it the list of suspects, but the people okay. in the ledger, just that way we don't have to bounce from every person. I just want to see if, like, if I can enter in, you know, late, what is it, 21st century? 23rd century, other way. Yeah. Late 23rd century and sort of give me, like, a, like almost like when you're testing Wi-Fi to see if it's, like, more stronger <laughs> or weaker kind of thing to, like, yeah. point no, me that's towards good. someone. Yeah, give me, uh, we'll call this awareness and, God, that's still going to be tech, isn't it? I mean, I can't think of anything else it would be. It could, I mean, maybe science? arguably medicine, but medicine's not great. So. Well, it's science. Science is most yeah. likely going to be it. I mean, technology is just using and adapting technology. Science is more scientific knowledge. So okay. that's kind of where I would put that. I would say probably awareness and science. Okay, five and then a, a two with the scan. Seven... Uh, Fourteen. I got a, I got a six and a one on the dice. So. Um... <sighs> It's not really able to give you kind of a firm reading on who might be from that particular time period. You get a feeling that there might be, you know, two or three signals that are kind of in the ballpark, but you're not able to get anything specific. I'm just going to walk in the direction of the strongest one. All right. Um, the strongest signal that is closest, let's see, who would that be looking at the notes? Um, there is, uh, there is a, 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 a shanty shack. Shanty Shack, um, not far from here. And that's where you're kind of getting a signal from. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll go and, and knock on the door. Okay, you knock on the door and... This uh, is very Law & Order SVU. I'm just yes. knocking on doors. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll have David drop in the, the chung chung, uh, before you knock <laughs> on the door. There's a guy walking by with a crate, like, I haven't seen that man at all. Yeah, <laughs> just someone loading, like, things onto the back yeah. of a, of can a I get, van, like Can I get DB or... Cooper sunglasses so I can do a CSI, like, cool pun and put them on? <laughs> if you want to steal them, <laughs> no, you I do can. There's <laughs> also a different show that's not. I know, I said CSI, don't I? I know, but you don't mix yeah. the shows. Don't cross the streams. Uh, I knock on the, the door. We've been waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, very gently, because it's a shanty, and I don't want to knock it. And you hear a woman's voice yell, "I don't want to build a snowman. Go away." <laughs> what snow? Uh, what? No, no, uh, no. I'm, I'm with the doctor. Because Travis doesn't get that reference. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't get that reference either. Come in. The doors. Nothing. It's not. There's no okay. door. It's nothing. Yeah. So I, I come in. Hello. Yeah. Um, and in there, there's, there's a, a, a young woman. Um, maybe in her like early twenties, she's wearing uh, a lot of uh, blacks and reds and some purples because why not? Um, short hair um, and uh, boots, and uh, she's just kind of mo- lifting up pallets and moving them from one side <laughs> of the room to the other, and saying, uh, "What can I do for you?" Um, hi, uh, my name's Travis. Um, I am associate of the doctor. Probably the best way to put it. Um, I, I'm sorry, I was getting some weird uh, readings. Uh, I'm sorry, what, what was your name? My name's Dara. D- there's a doctor? The doctor? The doctor. This is her TARDIS. You basically, you know... Oh! Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. No, that's good. Okay. And so your name is Dara? My name's Dara. So I haven't actually had a chance to meet the do- I've heard a couple of people talking about her, but I've not met her yet. No, I understand. So. Um... Uh, how come, just out of curiosity, how come, I mean, there's a bit of a crowd gathering out there. I don't know. I'm sure you've heard what's happened. Just, uh, yeah. What's going on? I, yeah. Did you, uh, did you know Mr. Whitecastle? I know he's the tailor. I know. I know that he fixes a lot of people's clothes. I know he talks to a lot of people. I know that he's probably had conversations with almost every person in TARDIS Town. Right. Okay. And I turned the head out of the door. Oh, one more thing. Um, are you happen to be from Mars? I, I noticed that I'm not great with accents, but I'm noticing a little bit of a Martian accent. Uh, I'm absolutely going to have you do a role. Yeah, absolutely. That's I'm fine. I'm going to have you do uh, presence and uh, I guess this is subterfuge. Cool. I'm not great at that. Or but... can no, let's call it let's call it um It can be subterfuge. I'm no, yeah, it's fine. gonna yeah. be sub... not convinced. Yeah, no, I was thinking no. it might be convinced. It's either gonna be convinced or subterfuge. Michael, can I get a second opinion? Let's let's let the man maybe win. Which one let's which is him, it? Him, I'm better at convinced, convinced, but yeah, I, I yeah. but I think it would be subterfuge. Uh you know what? If you're saying subterfuge, I am, yeah. It's, I'm gonna I'm, let you roll I, I, pl- I play an honest game here, Ben. <laughs> Why? It's not dishonest. <laughs> Don't forget, uh, if it's a bad roll, we make you re-roll it per the rules of the podcast. We, cool. always, we record the bad uh, rolls. I got a 12, all things considered. I rolled fairly decent. Okay. <laughs> um, she looks at you and she says, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not from Mars. I've, I've never actually been but, but to Mars. Maybe some Martian descendant? I, I, I could swear. I mean, my parents were from one of the Martian colonies. Oh, see, I, I knew. Um, are your parents here? No. I mean, on the uh, in Tardis Town. I mean, or no, or... no, my 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 parents are not here. Um, I'm I'm very sorry. Um, 
do you happen to know if anyone else is also uh from Mars? I I'm following a lead from Mars. From Mars or ties to Mars, uh, you know, even if it's their favorite vacation spot. I mean, like you said, you guys have been here for a while. Everyone kind of knows everyone. I'm just, you know, just curious. Have you, uh, have you spoken to Dan Riley? He seems pretty, pretty weird. I have, you know, uh, couldn't get much of a read on that fella, but, uh. But his movies are great, right? His movies? The room. And I'm making a bad joke to a conspiracy <laughs> theory. So let's ignore that and let's continue on. That was just for me. Wow. <laughs> You're really narrowing that niche down. Um, uh, well, I mean, there's, there's from Mars. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Dab Bateman looks like they might be of Mars, I guess. Uh, Big Tony is not even human. I don't know where Big Tony came from. Maybe Mars. I All right. couldn't tell you. All right, well, you uh, you have yourself a good one. And stay safe out there. Do you have a card or something in case I can call you with any information, anything at all? I don't. No? I'm sorry. Well, you're not very good at this. Is this your first time yes. doing this? Yeah. Man, whoever whoever killed that guy is uh, probably pretty relaxed right now, huh? Oh, so you do know there was a murder. Yeah. Everyone knows there's been a murder. <laughs> no, okay. I'm trying to catch what you. What are you in a trying lie. to do? What's, what's that? What? I'm trying to catch you in a lie. No, <laughs> I don't, you don't just say tell. That. I'm no, going I... to try to catch you in a lie in three, two, one. Did you do the murder? <laughs> ah, dang. Murder says what? <laughs> Pardon? Dang. <laughs> so close. Uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah. Stay safe. Okay. Hello, Can I doctor. Do a retroactive insight check for my conversation with Raquette? Yeah. Like to see, like, if I felt like she was being shifty or or. Like that, like her body language. Um, I'm not gonna have you do a role. She seemed pretty on the level. She okay. she seems pretty again, like smart and together and honest and above board. Okay, I think um a great dress. Well, why don't I meet up with with Travis again at this point? Yeah. and that could have been happening while I was talking to her. Mm-hmm. And now we can meet sure. up again. Um, Travis, have you have you learned anything new? I have learned almost nothing. Uh, I I ran into get this. DB Cooper's here. Oh, oh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, super shifty. Uh, he does have cigarettes. I told him not to smoke. Uh, okay. Well, I know you're big on health. You're a doctor. You're the doctor. Uh, and then I, I mean, yeah, I don't, yeah. And and then I met my uh, creator, loved this mode. It's a great photo for us lighting a cigarette on the side of the show. It's fun. (laughs) Uh, and then I met, I met Dara, who may have had Martian ties, but not strong enough to anything. How, how, how's your investigation come up? I'm really lousy at this, by the way. I spoke to um Waquette Sleg and she is the lawyer of the town, I guess, help form the code, which is very useless, I'm gonna say. I'm yeah. just gonna say like it's I it sounds nice and you, hear, you hear Raquette from the background. Hey <laughs> We worked long and hard on that. Well maybe like another ten minutes might have been good. Um <laughs> maybe like do like a whole like a whole third of the stand about the city of Boulder. Anyway, um A large oh. boulder sorry. <laughs> Yeah, different rock. I get up and leave. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, so the rules, the rules are the rules are murder is bad, time is relative, and all of this together. And I feel like that time is relative is actually making it very hard for our investigation because it's not about judging people from the time period, but it makes it very hard to find out who might know someone and what their connections are if no one talks about where they're from. Right. Dara said that she thinks Dab Vapeman, which is a strange name, uh, and Big Tony might have some. Martian ties, uh, 
Big Tony apparently not human. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we should, maybe we should check out these two together. Sure. I mean, it's a lead to follow. I'm not convinced the Martian thing is what the motive for the murder was, but I guess it's a better lead than nothing. So, all right, let's go find this dab vape. As you can't, you guys can't see this, but Dan did definitely dab. And right. you, you can't see this, but I've closed my eyes in pure frustration. Hey, vape smoke is coming out of her. <laughs> to be fair, I did a terrible dab. Yeah, all dabs are terrible. There's no such thing as a good dab. ADAB. We are okay. Um, you guys um head towards Dab Vapeman. Uh, I would imagine you ask someone, "Hey, where does Dab Vapeman live?" And everyone laughs and titters, and then they point in the direction of Dab Vapeman's home, uh, shanty hut, and you knock on on their space where a door should be. Okay. So uh, the doors just like there's not even a door at all. There's open doors. I mean, some of them have have like loose doors. Some of them don't. Okay. And this one, this one just doesn't have a door. So it's okay. like you'd be knocking I knock on. The side on I knock on the like yeah the side of the siding of the door, like yeah. the frame. And there's a hello. Uh, there's a there's a person in there. Um, they are they have short hair. They're kind of wearing a, a kind of a, a long sleeve, a very thin long sleeve shirt, jeans, um, sneakers, and they walk up to you and they say, uh, uh, hey. Um, I assume you are investigating the murder that happened. Yes. Okay. Um, according well, to my name's my name's Dab. Hello, uh, Dab. Dab Vapeman. Yes. Um, sometimes I tell people that. I just want to get that out of the way because if you guys have any any jokes, let's just get those out. I personally don't understand the jokes. I don't get it. I don't know why people make. <laughs> Excuse me. Was that in character? Yep. Yes. <laughs> And he did sneeze into the, the kind of he did the Obama sneeze into the crook of his his elbow, while his right arm flies up, which I didn't do. <laughs> I didn't do that. It's a reflex. He yeah. can't help it. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Well, Sorry, I'm, uh, there's there's something in the air down here that I'm I'm allergic to. Uh, so well, good sun height. Um, um, and doctor, you actually realize this is the shanty shack that the line of fire that you had determined from was coming from behind. Okay. So this is, Dab Shack is where the gun was fired from. Okay. I murder him and say that, uh, just in case. No. Um, Dab so, dies. Okay. And he lands on the ground like, no. So, <laughs> you say this is the line of thing where the murder bull was from. It came from behind his... Behind his home. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes, I'm sorry. and I'm coming to speak with you beca- um, because the your name actually showed up on the ledger of, of clients of, of Mr. Whitecastle. Yes. And I, so I just want to know, like, how familiar were you with Martin? Or were you friends? Was it just a couple of business interactions? What's, how well do you, did you know him? I mean, I didn't, I hardly knew him at all. He's, he's actually in the, I mean, not anymore, I guess, but he was in the process of repairing a jacket that I have. I have this very nice leather cut jacket, which kind of comes down and it's got a very nice zipper kind of situation going on. I'm very, very happy with it. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's genuine synthetic leather mm-hmm. and it's, it's just a very nice coat and I don't know if he finished it before he died. So do you, did you guys happen to see, did any of you happen to go into a shack and see, was there, was there a, a coat? Did you notice a coat like that when you were in there, Travis? Out of character, did I? Uh, you may have put it on the back of a, of a, of oh, a okay. chair. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I remember what you're describing and I'm kind of like, um, running my eyes over the, the shack to just, kind of investigate yeah. in general. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I wasn't there for the line of fire uh, realization, so I'm just, like, looking around their shanty, seeing if there's anything. I'm still listening to what they're saying. I'm just trying to, like, get a sense if there's anything that stands out that maybe shouldn't be there or along those lines. Sure. I would say that this is probably the emptiest, um, like, 
shanty chalet that you've you've seen. There's not a lot here that is kind of personal. Um, and you're not sure whether that's just a, an intentionally minimalist thing or whether Dab Vapeman just didn't um, step through their particular rift into Colony 47 with nothing but the clothes on their back. Um, but they ha- this is they, they they just kind of live in this space. There's nothing. There's very little here that screams personality or person. Even it's just this is where they happen to be. Okay, I'm gonna use that. I'm sorry, Javon. No, I was gonna say, well, you do your thing. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna use that knowledge and say your uh your your home is a, a little sparse. Did you have to flee from your home in a hurry? Well, I mean, this isn't my home. No, I mean your initial home, uh, your uh, original time and space location. I'm sorry, where where, where was that? Oh, um, I I guess I'm from uh like 2032 Earth. Um, I I one one minute I'm walking down uh down the street, uh Oxford Street in London, getting ready to do Christmas shopping, and then the next minute I'm surrounded by people I don't know in a place I don't understand, and and I wasn't even there for you know a couple of hours before everything went south and. I would say I've spent more time here in Tardis Town than I than I did back at, I guess it was 40, Colony Forty Seven. I guess it was called. I. Mm. So, I'm I'm pretty I'm. I'm just waiting to go home. I'm assuming at some point someone will take me back to where I came from, or this will all turn out to be like a bad dream. Like I I had a like a, a like a weird mushroom. You ever had like a weird mushroom? I assume I've had a weird mushroom. Are you guys? Or maybe you you guys could just be like some like foul cheese. I do like a bit of cheese before I go to bed. No, I shouldn't do it. I like sniff myself a little bit. I'm like, I think I'm fat. There's a lot going you, on that you haven't seen that would be strange if I was a foul cheese. Point is, um, I'm, you could be cheese and there are lizard people here and there are, there's that one big blob thing and there's. Is that Big Tony? It's Big Tony. All right. Yeah. A little more about him. Um, so you really didn't know much about, um, Mr. Mike Castle. It just seems. Odd that you were such close neighbors in this very small community, and you didn't really know him. And I am I am doing insight checking while I'm talking to. Yeah, you. we'll we'll call this um, uh, presence and and ingenuity. Okay. Okay, that's going to be a eighteen total. Eighteen. Yeah. Um, Dad Bateman seems pretty on the level when they say. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, when we're neighbors. But I'm so glad that everyone we're talking to is is right on the up and up and like completely <laughs> forthcoming. It's making this murder mystery super engaging and fun to be part of. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone, everyone's yeah. super honest and uh, yeah. Um, um, are they? Dab. Um, there's no easy way to ask this question, but where your um, home was located, there. Did you notice anybody out that side of the house while? When the gunfire went off, did you did you see anyone when you heard it? Um, did you notice anything out of the ordinary, anything suspicious? I mean, I was woken up by the by the I what, what I assume was the gunfire. Um, it woke me up, and when I went around to check it, there was no one there. Um, but I saw, you know, the, the crowd gathering around uh, Martin's body, and so you were asleep at the time of the murder. Yeah. Is there anyone who can corroborate that? Me, anyone who happened to walk past and look in the window, I... So you didn't see anything out that window when it happened, when you were woken up? No. A figure, anything? No. Okay. Do they seem like they tell the truth based on that role from earlier? Yeah, this person's completely and utterly on the level. All um, right. They say, yeah, I mean, it's been a bit dusty since they... <laughs> since they fired the gun, but... 
and they did the dab again because it's funny. It's funny audio, and uh, it's, yeah, it's just, it's just. I, think, I guess I'm having an allergic reaction to, to. It just seems weird that it'd be like. I mean, there's people from all different time periods and different species and races here. It just it seems weird to me that it sounds like a really old gun. You know, like who would have that? Lots of people, unfortunately. Um, now, have you been having these allergic reactions prior to this? morning or has this been like an ongoing issue with you it's i mean whenever there's like any kind of like dust or or particulates in the air i get a little bit uh sorry false alarm i'm fine i get a little bit <laughs> this is gonna be great audio um i, I get a little That's bit um i get a little bit um but it's it's been pretty bad over the last you know a couple of hours since you know since the the the, you know, I don't know whether there's something in the air or I'm what. I'm going to like do a sonic scan, and I can spend my two story points if you would like me to do that, but I just want to like see if I can pick up anything in the air besides like regular gunpowder. Um, You want to do like a, kind of a, a more detailed scan of the, the particulates? And yeah. So on? Yeah, okay, yeah, do that. Alright, so... Um, I'm going to have you... I'm going to have you spend uh, one story point, and I'm going to give you some super detailed information. Okay. I'm spending a story point. One story point, and uh, you're not only able to. Uh, it's it is the, the 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 gunfire residue is kind of in this space, but it seems most likely that it kind of seeps in through the window. Um, but uh, the 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 residue you're able to pinpoint uh, now that the, now that we'll say the Sonic has had some time to kind of analyze what you found earlier, um, and it's from a very early 20th century pistol, um, circa World War One. Okay, I, I pull the doctor aside for a moment. Hey, doctor, maybe we should bring. Dab along with us. They seem to uh, have a reaction. Maybe they can help us circle in on the gun. I mean, maybe, but I don't know if the gun emits a cloud of. No, but it, it, it would be closest to a canary in a coal mine that we have. Uh, I can hear you. I'm a, I'm a person. I said that I pulled the doctor aside. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to make a fun, make a fun joke. I know. Maybe I again I don't I don't know why that would be a thing because it's not like the gun is constantly going off like the cloud would be here from where it was expounded. But if someone has uh, residue on their clothes or something along those lines, maybe that's possible. I mean, I think I can probably actually just cue the sonic into detect those kind of things. You're the doctor, doctor. You guys start to hear a commotion from outside, um, and Fnag kind of runs towards the doorway and he says, uh, "You might want to see this. There's been an interesting development." We follow Fnark. He, he takes you to uh, the, the the place where you found the body, and uh, he he indicates the space, and he says it's gone. The body's gone. Someone has taken the body. You're a really lousy officer.
Um, I can't remember which one of the Jungle Cruises is either Hong Kong or Tokyo, but I was watching the video of it online, and when they go through the part in the, like, the jungle where the lions are, that one was built after the Lion King came out, and so when you go through it, it's actually all the animals lined up for the baby lion. Oh, and that's whoa. amazing. They're actually playing Circle of Life as you go okay. through. Like, Why are we wasting our time recording this podcast? Let's go there. Yeah, when you okay. go to the corner, it's like, ah, say my nyong. Yeah. It's so, I'm like, I'm like, I can't believe they put all this in this ridiculous silly ride. Okay, we're a Jungle Cruise podcast and now. I can't remember which one. I think it's Tokyo, like, at some point in the ride, there's like a whole thing where like the el- the gods of the elements start to attack you, and like 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 water and fire like burst up. At least something happens on the ride. <laughs> how dare you? Yeah. I don't like. How dare you? How dare you, sir? I know. Jungle Cruise is amazing. Jungle Cruise is great. I like it at night. I think if you go at night when the lights yes. are on, it makes it such a more fun ride. Yeah. But it also all depends on how good your skipper is. If you have a skipper who's like not giving it their all, it can be dreadful. Like there if you have a skipper who's super into it, it's yeah. the Also, I have no child like Lindsay, so I'm just dead inside. Yeah, that's, you're wearing a mouse rat t-shirt right now. <laughs> I, think I drove down with you to Comic-Con <laughs> while you had an entire playlist of movie soundtrack songs, so don't you dare try to tell me that. Thank you, Riley. <laughs> there are two types of skipper. There's the strong bad skipper who's like all the way into it, and then there's the senior a card gauge skipper who's like I know as we turn oh. the corner here it is the eighth wonder of the world the backside of and there's just no there's yeah. no enthusiasm in there but I think recording. we may have spoken about that I had that time. on uh, my skipper on uh, my storyteller when I did Storybook Land because everyone was like you have to go on Storybook Land it's the most romantic go at night it's super romantic there's twinkly fairy lights it's wonderful and then we had this like male this guy who was like a storyteller who was just like and then on the corner, we have London, and we have the home of the three little pigs. And here is where the original story is. Oh, yeah. I'm feeling the love, yeah. baby. Oh, my God. And they look at like, the watch, like, yeah. oh, it's uh, that romance moon. wafting in. Yeah. 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 It's also, like, that ride, that ride is supposed to be romantic, but it's also, like, not because, like, it'd be great if it was, like, pirates where you're, like, sitting facing the front, and then if you're with somebody that you want to, like, give a quick little kiss to, whatever you can. But instead, you're sitting right across from, like, a family of four that are, like, <laughs> like so, like, you can't, like, yeah, it's just like not the best time to be like, yeah, let's just, let me just guess. Like, not like you don't want to full on make out, it's Disneyland, but like you still like, yeah, you want to have a cute little romantic moment, but there's like a child staring you in the face. It's like, nope, not, not going to work. Reminding today. you where they come from. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Well, not for me because I definitely have a lesbian relationship. So that's very that true. Won't, yeah. That won't be Well, no, they created. Come, kids come from Disneyland, Riley. That's, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you pick out your favorite from It's a Small World and they put it in, <laughs> yeah. the, in the chamber and it becomes a yeah. real person. You can pick it out from the from the world of Disney on uh, at uh, Downtown Disney on the way it's out. Like, it's like uh, Adrian Veidt pulling the people out of the water. <laughs> yeah, it's the Watchmen, baby. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you actually take the Small World child onto the Pinocchio ride. <laughs> Oh, and then God. it spins. And then it gets turned into a donkey yeah. and you take it home and they can do work for you. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. 